history with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, guys. I'm Matthew, and we're continuing our 2022 Municipal Election mini-series. But before we get started, I just want to let you guys know we are partnering with a new not-for-profit. It's called Triumph Over Trauma. You can find them on Instagram, and from there you'll be able to find their GoFundMe. Uh, have a look at it. I understand if you can't contribute, but if you can share it with people you know, and we can get this thing funded and we can help put a dent in uh, the lack of accessibility for mental health therapy in the province of Ontario, guys. That's really what this um, not-for-profit's all about. But getting back to today, we are doing... Like you guys know, one uh, one new interview every week right up until the election on October 24th. And guys, I've said this from the start, the only way to affect change is to be part of it. So get out there and vote. And with me today, he's running for Mayor of Hamilton, is Mr. Ejaz Butt. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew. So why don't you take this opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners and ultimately ultimately answer the question, why are you running, why this election, and why now? Okay, the, as you said, my name is Ijaz Bert, and I'm living in this city almost 40 years now, and... Uh, I, ne I was never involved into the politics uh, to run for an office in the past, but I kept myself in it by giving the feedback to the city on any issue which was raised by uh, in their agenda. I used to participate in those uh, discussions. And many times I participated and planning and development department's uh, agendas, and I had been giving my feedback to them. But the problem, what uh, it happened, that uh, the uh, whenever you go over there, you give your input into it, the people who are in the planning and development department are whosoever are the councillors and the mayors, they will listen to you, but they will not consider your input into their decisions. So one time, one of the bureaucrats told me that, Mr. Bud, you know, if you want to bring the changes in the city, then you have to run for the office. That was the matter when it was in 2003, when the amalgamation of the city was being done by amalgamating uh, different city, Ancaster, Flamborough, Pembroke, Stony Creek, Dundas, all these, these cities were in, uh, amalgamated with the older Hamilton. At that time, I gave my feedback to the city according to 
the way you know the way they were doing the amalgamation i disagreed with them but since i am good at mathematics and statistics and map reading and uh, other uh, subjects so i prepared my presentation accordingly and i think that's the way they should have done the amalgamation but one of the uh, bureaucrats at that time he said to me mr pat i really appreciate that you every time you come and give your feedback into it but you will never bring the change until unless you hold an office but at that time you know my family was my priority so i wanted that i should go for this uh, office when i will have no excess baggage no responsibility no liability no mortgage payment enough to live rest of my life that would be the time you know the i should run for the office run for the office not for to look for the job but to get the position and make sure that the things are done in a right direction with accountability and transparency so this was the thing it started in 2003 but i kept on raising my family now i am free all my children are well settled one is a doctor one is a police officer and they are married living their life and you know i am at the i'm still healthy and uh, i think uh, uh, during the pandemic sitting at home for 6 months it really made my mind uh, you know rusty and i felt no you know whatever the credential i have it i must use it and run for the office so in 2014 i that was the first time i just wanted to go there for name recognition but i was lucky enough because local media was whether it is electronic and the print media they were not giving me any coverage but i was lucky enough that the jimmy kimmel he talked about me in his show for two and a half minute because of my last name so i got a good publicity and uh, you know and it, his coverage was especially uh, uh, gave me the publicity in hamilton and nobody knew about hamilton and because of his publicity it became the city has been placed on uh, the, the north american map so now what i see is since i have been participating in all the you know agendas whether it is a lrt or it is a bus lane or it is the stadium issue or it is the city hall renovation or whatever they had been doing it i kept involved in myself but what i felt that until unless i hold the office i will not be able to change bring the changes so that is what uh the uh, that's that's the reason i'm running now i come toward my platform if uh, the platform what i did it i met many people i gave them my visiting card which were having the uh, email and my telephone number and i asked them that listen i am running for the mayor office 
I want I don't want to give my own platform. I want to listen to you guys what you want me to do the things if I am elected. So my platform is completely um you know is a complete feedback given to me by the people on the basis of their feedback I made my platform. So there are many things in my platforms, you know, the one uh, I can uh, like uh, accountability and transparency is the first of the thing which you definitely need it in the in the uh, city of Hamilton and the other thing which is uh, the spending you know the tax money you know that is not being used properly and they you know, sometimes they spend the money on the unwanted project and, uh, you know, and that is a completely wastage of money and that can be used for the homeless people, more shelters and, uh, you know, similarly affordable housing, it is a provincial issue, but as a city, you can push the provincial government and uh, tell them that you know how many houses you would be needing in Hamilton at least one should be prepared uh, all the time that how many houses we are going to need it at the home shelter we are going to need it and uh, you know somebody should take up the case with the uh, with the province so you know then the building of the more public housing people are many people are on the waiting list for years and years and they can't get the you know public housing and uh, for them which i decided that they should be given and this is the you know after talking to those people those who are on the waiting list so i told them i said what about if we city give you 500 dollars subsidiary towards your rent so rather than wait, staying on waiting list, you can find your own place to live. So they said, well, that will be a great help, you know, then we, why would we go on a waiting list and wait for the public housing? It's better to give us the subsidiary. So that's what uh, came into my mind, maximum, you know, 40% uh, of the rent, 40% uh, uh, of the rent are maximum up to $500 subsidiary to public housing. Similarly, a lot many social programs uh, for the diverse communities. Right now, you know the uh, the communities. It is the diverse community, but there are not any programs uh, run by the uh, by the different communities. So, if the funding is given to them, probably they will arrange their own social program, which will strengthen and unite all the diverse community in one place. Similarly, the homeless people that uh, who are, you know, on the street, and I have met many of them, you know, and uh, I talk to them what are their problems are. Everybody has a different issue and uh, different problems. Uh, I have listened to their stories and which I came to the point that uh, out of uh, 100 people, the 50 percent people need a shelter where they want they want to have a roof and they don't want, you know, they say we can get the food from the, you know, from the food banks, but we need a place where we can, uh, you know, uh, uh, live there. 
uh, at Oberon and I have a private life, privacy there. And maybe about 20 to 30 percent, they definitely have the mental sickness. And uh, there, uh, you know, that they can't afford whatever the medication is given to them. And uh, they can't afford to buy it. And plus, they all need the counseling, which uh, I want to, I innovated another idea rather than taking them to the counselor. The people, you know, those who are good in uh, counseling and uh, psychological uh, psychology, they should go and meet the people on the same spot where they are sitting and talk to them and telling them what the life is, you know, and uh, you know, have a conversation with them. Once they are ready, then you have to bring them uh, to the place where they get, start getting the treatment. And I think uh, for treatment, the uh, city should allocate uh, the money for those uh, treatment uh, for those uh, mentally sick people. And plus in the schooling, I would like that, you know, that the people should be counseling to the young people in the school so that, uh, you know, so that uh, in the future life, they can, you know, whatever the problems they are going to face in their life, uh, I think they should be mentally prepared and uh, uh, at least uh, they should be ready for those things and uh, adopt a, a different direction if they get into those problems. The other thing is the leadership. Leadership is a big problem uh, in Hamilton because, uh, you know, nobody's on focusing on the youth, uh, you know, and uh, to create the leadership among them. Because any election, especially the municipal elections, it is very costly. Minimum cost is about $25,000 to if you want to do a little better campaign. But uh, I think, and this is again a gamble where, you know, the, if you tell the youth, okay, you know, you run for the election and put that money, money for your campaign, or until unless they get a local and uh, a local media print and uh, electronic media, you know, give them the coverage. Uh, otherwise, uh, they will gamble that kind of amount for looking for a job. If they win, they can make up that money, and if they lose, they lost the money. So it's a kind of a gamble for them. So I would like uh, to create a leadership, uh, a new leadership from the youth to make sure that uh, the expenses are less and uh, cost for, uh, you know, especially the cost for the campaign. And similarly, we need some police re reforms uh, too, you know, more active response by the police at the hate crime, vandalism, and racism issues. And, uh, you know, and more, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the what intelligence services, you know, especially to control the drugs and weapons and uh, all those things. So we need more intelligence services through the, you know, the, uh, through the police so that uh, they can get uh, the people before the crimes happen. And uh, similarly, there are many lawsuits against uh, the city. And nobody knows how many lawsuits are there. City never tells them, but my plan is to disclose 
all the lawsuits against the city being, you know, to the public. Uh, another uh, thing is revitalization of the downtown. Uh, then I, you know, the infrastructures and uh, constructions of over at flyovers and underpasses at the busiest in, uh, intersections. And, uh, you know, why we need, why I'm asking for the underpasses and the uh, head over, uh, head flyovers, because most of the traffic on the busy intersection, they sit there and work on idling and creating the pollution, which is uh, no good for the environment. It's better the traffic should move faster in those intersections and uh, uh, rather than stopping and idling over there. Similarly, we have a small highway here. In the past, it was uh, when they were uh, trying to build that uh, highway, so it was three lane on each side and full lightning on on the um, on the highway but eventually what they did is they reduced to two lines and no lightning on the uh, highway and that is causing a lot of uh, you know the accidents over there many people have sued the city and uh, the uh, substandard material was used on those uh, uh, asphalt was used, and uh, uh, that's the reason because there are few turns there, and uh, the the kind of asphalt they used, uh, the cars were not having a proper grip on those areas and causing the accident. And people have sued the cities for so many reasons. So my plan is to extend that highway to three lanes and with foot lightning so that uh, people can have a safe drive. The other issue is the, uh, the in our uh, countryside area, suburban area, there's a lot of, and the farmlands, there's a lot of construction is going on. On the south of Rimal, I don't know whether you are, know about the Hamilton city, it was the south of Rimal was an all green belt area where there, this, it was our farmland and there was a lot of forests in that area. And uh, all of a sudden after the amalgamation 2003, the south of Rimal was uh, I don't know what happened to the green past and they did a thousand and thousand of houses in the farmlands and uh, they cut the forest and uh, the builders start building the things. And now, you know, that farmland is uh, being used for the construction uh, of the commercial and residential uh, properties. What I want to make sure is I want to give a permanent demarcation for the green belt. And my plans is that at least 5 million trees to be planted just to keep the environment clean. Similarly, we have a sewage gate that all those waters which have been flowing overflow on the bigger tanks, supplier tanks, and they were going into the creeks. That water, which was uh, going into the creek, should have been a clean water. But what happened that uh, in some area, the sewage system was broken down and the uh, city did not see, they knew about it, but they did not pay any attention 
the world uh, um, uh, fixing that problem in the beginning. Now, since it is costing millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars uh, to clean the contaminated creeks, so you know the that's the reason they were not taking the action, and that's my plan is that uh, the creek should be uh, cleaned uh, with a clean water, you know. And similarly, transportation, more buses, service to the suburban area and urban areas. Because what is happening that in suburban area and the countryside area, uh, the buses, bus service is not there. So, which I would like to introduce an app where the people want to use the bus service, and according to that, they can, uh, you know, they can book themselves on the app, and the same day, all those people, those who are traveling toward the downtown or to the go station and anywhere. So they can book those on buses and they can travel uh, and wherever they want to do it. And then is the municipal services, uh, you know, municipal services, you know, the after the amalgamation, our services were uh, cut down, our garbage bags were cut down and uh, uh, I want to help these people uh, for cleaning the walkways because most of the people they get uh, they get uh, you know they can't clean their walkways without so I think city should be involved cleaning the, the walkways to the way the streets are done and uh, you know and it will give the you know at least jobs uh, to those people those uh, in the snow time uh, more money for them for removing the um, snow from the walkways and the other thing is this removal of the speed cameras which i you know which i said that the speed cameras should only be placed where the hospital and the school area is hospital you can have it 24 hours but in the school areas especially you know the when the school uh, are open the you can put the speed camera over there but rest of the area you you know it should not be used because i think it is a money grabber sometimes the people are getting five six tickets in a month so that should be removed and a special uh, notice to be given similarly about this red light cameras i want to have it because what they did is there are you know you can see the walkway sign and there is a one big line, another big line. In that area, wherever you are caught, they, you know, the, you get a red, a red light ticket, which I want to uh, do is, is make a special line where it is red line, where you hit it at a red light, then you can, you know, get the ticket. Not any one of four lines, wherever you are, because sometimes you are so close that you just want to beat it, and the people that think that you know they beat the first line, so they are in. But there is no notification for them that which line it should be done. So I want to reduce that burden to the people too. And uh, then my plans are that um, uh, boundaries should be you know there are uh, all our boundaries. You know, there the uh, the ward area. Every ward, there are certain ward which are smaller, but they got too many peoples. 
but there are bigger wards like in this um, uh, suburban area and the countryside where a few hundred people are living there and they are elected. So what I want to do is some of the busy area and the countryside area should be added into, uh, into the um, new boundaries so that the people uh, should elect the right people as a, you know. So for that, I have reformation of the boundaries. Now, another big issue nowadays, what the people are talking about it, that is the LRT, you know. LRT, the, it has become an issue for last 12 years. Most of the debates were uh, yes or no, that whether we should have the LRT or we should not have the LRT. And that's the basis, on the basis of that, the, the elect, mayor election is done. So last election was 2018 election was, what was the issue, LRT or no LRT, and the person who, who won the election who was in favor of the LRT. But one thing, they are not speaking the truth to the people that what will be the uh, uh, consequences when they will start digging the roads and who is going to suffer with those. They are not telling the truth to the people. Because you can see in Toronto, Eglinton, where they are trying to have the LRT for last 12 years. So all the businesses in that area, they got badly affected. People are fed up from that thing and it will probably take another 12 years to fix it. So same thing if they have to, they must take the people into confidence. Thus, you know, if you want the LRT, these are the things will happen. But in the future, when it is done, your house prices will be triple the prices and same, the taxes will go up too. So they do not speak the truth about the um, LRT. Our, all of our infrastructures, you know, all of our roads, 50% uh, road, they just, uh, uh, you know, I have been around in most of the area. The roads are really in bad shape. Some of them, they need the uh, shaving and the recarpeting. Some needs the fixing, the cracks and some really need uh, that they should be dug out and put a new sewer system and everything on that one. So this, this has not been done for last so many years. Now the infrastructure uh, deficit is more than $3 billion, which they are doing it. And most, you know, the, uh, and plus uh, it is, uh, one more thing which I want to do it is the property tax relief to small business owners. And uh, at least they should be given three to 12 months uh, for the small businesses tax break, uh, property tax break, so that uh, those who are affected by the COVID-19. Well, those are a lot of big plans that you have. Um... Well, you know, yeah. the, this is all those things. It is... You know what the people they wanted. This is all all, all the things that you've said uh, right now. That's all things that you've gotten from from uh, asking people and knocking on doors so far. 
Yes, this is what they wanted, and I, I gave them my, as I said, I gave them my uh, uh, visiting card and told them that this is what it is, uh, you know, and a lot, many people, more than a thousand people, they had a selfie with me, and, uh, you know, the when I met with them, and uh, sometime in, if I'm in, in McMaster, uh, university area, or college area, I meet with the people and they will have a group selfies and, you know, I'm getting a good response from the people. And uh, that's what uh, the, pro you know, I am, because I, I believe that, again, the local media is not going to give me the coverage as, you know, you know right now, uh, what had happened that uh, Mr. Uh, one candidate who is the chairman of the Chamber of the Commerce, he resigned from his job, six figures, salary he's getting, peaceful life and everything. And he wants to run for the mayor election. I don't know if somebody gave him the guarantee or somebody told them that, sure, you will be the mayor of that city or, and, uh, the, otherwise, nobody can leave a nice job and uh, run for an office where the people have to elect you, right? And you are not sure you are going to win or not. So you lose that job. If you win, then you can get it, but it doesn't make sense. You are getting more money in the job uh, and we're coming to a less money where the mayor who draws, I think, 150, 100. $40,000 where these Chamber of Commerce guys, they go from 200000 to $500,000 jobs, they got it. And, you know, you resign from that place and they say, oh, I'm running for the mayor. As soon as he did it, the media started giving him the coverage. So I found it out that the media is giving the coverage to a person because that is a completely unwise decision that you resign from a position and run for a position which you don't know you will get elected or not what do you think about it? i uh i think it's a big gamble but uh you know if you if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you can do in in terms of offering change i believe that it is a risk well worth taking mm -hmm. now usually well, uh Still, uh, you know, I don't think that it would be either he should have taken the time, you know, taken the, you know, one month, two months, three months uh, vacation and he should have ran for the office. And if he would, if, the reason I'm saying it is an unwise uh, decision that you completely resign, left the job and then you want to run for the mayor, you could have kept that position and take the time off and run for the election as the other people they do it if they get elected they resign from the old position and take over the new position so this is the kind of a decision if he is making for his own life what he's going to do with the city if he has to make the decisions so that's what uh, you know uh, i was thinking on the other side i was thinking probably he was given a guarantee by some people or the media or somebody else that you will be elected 
So I don't know. You know, for me, a different feeling I'm having about, uh, uh, especially about him. You know, rest of the people I know that you know, if they are in the politics, they are running and running. You know, they are trying for it. I can understand, but the person who's having a good job and everything and resign, you know, doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, that's his decision. I can't help it. You know. So well, usually so by that, now I have uh, I have the the yeah. topics that I hit on, but in your uh, detailed explanation, you actually hit all of my topics. So uh, before I let you go, I just have one one question for you. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I ask this to all my uh, interviewers or people that I interview for uh, the elections. So the question is, um, is there anybody running for city council, regional councilor, or school trustee in Hamilton that you'd be willing to endorse at this time? Well, uh, what I see is if there is uh, a new, like yesterday I met a woman, she's looking after uh, three of these seniors' homes and she when I talked to her and she said uh, she wants to run for the counselor. So I told her, yes, yeah, sure, you can run for the counselor. We need it, but in your area, the ward counselor is pretty strong. He's there for the last uh, 26, 28 years. So you got a strong uh, candidate, but the only way you can win from him that if you go and knock each and every door and talk to the people, otherwise it would be really difficult. I agree. But I, I would love you to, if you want me the endorsement, I can endorse you and you run for the election. So especially those who are the new one who wants to run, that's what, uh, you know, especially if they are young and they want to get involved with, so I will endorse them. So far, I haven't endorsed anyone. So the you know the once I'll see that who are the people those who are running for it. So I just want to say uh, before I let you go, out of everyone that I've interviewed so far, you've had the most complete uh, plan out of anybody. So thank you so much for. Um, for coming on and and sharing your your plans and your thoughts and and I wish you all the luck come election day. Okay, thank you very much, Matthew. And to nice my to, and, nice to talk with you. And to my list and to my list and to my listeners, I just want to say, remember to get out and vote. Uh, voting day is October twenty fourth, and like I said in the beginning, the only way to affect change is to be part of it. Thank you again for joining me, and uh, like I said, good luck, and uh, I'll be uh, keeping a close eye on, on the mayoral race in, in Hamilton.